free to run the path God's called him to with everything he's got. My prayer is that my son will pledge his first allegiance to his Lord. And then learn to love his country while longing for his home. I think that's what freedom is for. Fourth of July. Thanks, guys. This is really cool that it lands on a Sunday today. I think that's appropriate. You know, stuff sort of gets into, uh, you know, we get these sayings that just kind of become so redundant that even in America, sometimes in a place that is so blessed and so free, we lose the punch of the fact that God loves us. You, you forget what that means. You forget what it means to be able to be set free completely through the blood of Jesus. And um, I know we say that a lot on Independence Day, but um, we can be free from the slavery of sin this morning. Amen. And that's a huge deal. So that's really cool. And it's really fun to celebrate. It was really fun last night. All of you that couldn't make it, we missed you. But we had a lot of fun at Matt's house. And, and, um, and um, I guess there's more fireworks tonight, right, down at the water, the water balloon park? Sprinklers did turn on last night during the party, so you guys missed that. That was fun. The hot air balloon park, yeah. Well, I missed you guys last week. We had a good time in Montana, but we sure missed you, and, and I was glad the Jonas Brothers could lead for you guys last week, and those guys are awesome. We, I love those guys, and uh, they're super cool. Um, we got some announcements of, of some things that are coming at us quickly, and uh, I'm really excited about Vacation Bible School. That's a first, and, uh, first priority this month um, is really this first huge outreach that we really feel like God led us to. We could not think of a better way to reach out to our neighborhood and community than to reach the kids. And so we've got this plan on how to do that by bringing in the lads, having an awesome vacation Bible school. And then on Thursday night, the kids are going to be preparing to um, be a part of the concert on Thursday night. So we're going to have a barbecue and everything for all the families to come. And we're going to share the gospel again. So um, we really want you guys to be a part of that. We want to invite you to that. And uh, there's a lot of ways to get involved. First and foremost, we have these cards, and we got a bunch of them. And this is step one. If you could grab some of these, not just for your information, but to give to friends, that would be awesome. I love everything the lads do. You see how colorful all their stuff is? They've got comic books and websites and TV shows and all of this. It's the cartoon. And they're just the, they're just the coolest guys. I'm so excited that they're coming in. Mark, the lead singer, his parents are actually coming in from New Zealand into L.A. and driving across the country, and they'll be here. So Mark gets to bring his two kids. So they're going to be here as well, and they'll be here from New Zealand. So that'll be fun to have them all here. we also got door hangers that are coming, and we're so I just, we're just loving watching God open the doors because isn't that fun to see that we can't do it on our own? We've got a bunch of people from, um, um, is it East Coast Baptist in Amarillo? Southwest Baptist in Amarillo. Uh, Christy's dad is one of the pastors there, and, and uh, we know the lead pastor there. They're going to send up a group to help us do door hangers. So um, that is going to be on <clears throat> July 15th, which is a Saturday right beforehand. It's on a Thursday right beforehand. Is it really? I thought our first day was 17th was a Sunday. 
15. That makes sense. Anyways, that's what we're going to do. You can get all this in your bulletin. I should be looking. Uh, so we're so excited about that. We've got a place reserved by Walmart to put up one banner to promote it. We're going to have them on the radio. And then the coolest thing along with that is that we have Chick-fil-A involved. And we're the only VBS to have that in the world. So no, in the s- so uh, we're going to be able to put these in their bags. And then we're going to be able to put posters up. And then the lads are going to go on Tuesday night for their family night at Chick-fil-A um, to help promote this as well. So that's really exciting. Now, one of the things that's really hard for me to articulate, it's one of my shortcomings, is what we're going to actually do in here. So I don't want to overwhelm you, but let me just give you a couple ideas real fast of what I mean with that big list you guys got. Basically, how I've always done things in the past is that as a church, usually, um, we don't mean to be cheap, but we want to be as frugal as we can, right? So it's usually like what do, whatever we have, we just build stuff out of, you know? Or usually, when you have a building, you have stuff behind your shed. Well, we don't really have a building, so we're going to need to kind of build it outside and go from there. So Kirk brought me some examples today of some things. I just want to show you. This is chicken wire, and I can't tell you how much we need because it doesn't really matter. I'll just build with whatever we've got. But what we're going to use this for is to be able to help create the set. We'll paper mache over this. That's going to be really hard. So this is a last resort. We don't want to do that. We want to have big stuff like, if you guys can envision this, we're going to have uh, one of our screens in the middle here is going to be a window, and it's going to have stars in it so the kids can see it. And then we're going to have blippy lights everywhere, Christmas lights poking through stuff. And so if you can think of stuff that's behind your shed, it's kind of fun. You can look and say, this could be space age. I could turn this water heater into something that looks space age, and we totally can with silver spray paint, aluminum foil, and all kinds of stuff like that. So whatever you guys have, go ahead and call me. And we'll talk about it, and we'll totally use it. We'll come over to your house and check it out, and we'll see from there. Um, black fleece is really great because it's cheap because nobody wants a black blanket, and you can stretch it and put LEDs behind it, and it makes stars. So what we want to try to do is, again, if we can get enough to be able to cover the whole hallway, we'll take it. Okay, we'll make that whole tube in there. We're going to use a lot of black lights and stuff for the kids. We're also going to build uh, dry ice so that there's fog that comes over the stage. And um, and then, so what I was telling Kirk, some of the stuff is like, this is how I've hung LEDs behind fleece before, just with string. We've got plenty of string. Mark that off your list. We're good. <laughs> he found some screen. This is awesome because we have a bunch of smarty pants here that are really smart, like Corey. And we're going to figure out ways, like, if you guys, like, if you hold this up to a light, you can shoot stuff off of this, and the whole thing glows. So we can use anything like this. I just So does that make sense? And is this whole demonstration worthwhile? Okay, <laughs> so I just wanted you guys to know what we're thinking because I know that all of us think differently. So if you're frustrated not knowing how much, just call me and we'll talk through it a little bit. But basically what we have to do is get some stuff in the next few days so we could do that. Because um, right after church today, in the back by the cookies, any of you guys that want to help me build or have ideas, I'd like to meet with you and see when you're free. And uh, we'll be working on this um, a lot over the next couple weeks. And uh, then what we have to do is we're going to get in at 9 o'clock on that Saturday beforehand. And b- by 1 o'clock, you want to have the whole stage built. And we're not talking about a bunch of carpentry. It's not going to be that hard but because uh, we can do a lot with lights. So black lights and all of that stuff is really important. And it's going to look awesome no matter what. So don't worry about that. And if we can move out into the hallway and do the classrooms on Saturday, that would be awesome because that makes Sunday that much easier. Does that make sense? We can totally make ask questions because this is a huge deal for us as a church. We need all of us. Anybody have 
Any questions about details that are confusing? Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, we're kind of storm. We'll just storm over at First Baptist, and um, and uh, they don't know that that that's what we're going to do. <laughs> but you know, the biggest thing, Matt, is that um, when we have a space this big, we want to cover a lot of it. So I like big stuff. You know, like we'll just you know we'll kind of just make walls and stuff. And the thing that's so fun about set design is that. It might look like garbage when the sun's going in, but we're going to have this off, and we're going to have lights on everything, and it's going to blink, and it's going to look awesome. So it's not like, don't get overwhelmed by the project. When I say something like this, you can't believe how simple we can do that. I mean, we can just cover this um, this chicken wire with black paper and just poke lights through it, and it'll look awesome. We'll use silver Sharpie on it and see what happens. So what I need from you guys is, what kind of crazy thing do you have? Do you have a bathtub sitting in your yard? I know we're not rednecks, but whatever we have. Yeah. If you're using a bathtub as a planter or you're planning on it. All right. What else do we have going on? Anything else you guys can think of besides that? That's where my mind is. Yeah. Anybody that likes that kind of stuff? Great. Great. Awesome. So just meet with me back there. This isn't like, you know, we're going to go build a hospital, you know. We, we want people that want to, so fishing line and stuff is important because we're going to get planets and stuff to hang. So I was surprised uh, w as we've been shopping for stuff how expensive styrofoam balls are. So for some reason you have those, that's great. But if not, we have inflatable ones waiting at Oriental Printing Company that we can buy. And uh, they're really inexpensive. So any of that stuff that you're interested in, that was, that's a good thing to mention. Oriental Printing Company has a bunch of stuff. And if you guys don't have anything and you want to give something, that's great. And then if you want to do it tax deductible, um, call us again and we'll get you that information on how to do any of that donation stuff. Um, it's a little harder with actual product, but it's just a different form you have to fill out at tax time. So that's fine. And, you know, we can – no, I was going to give you an idea how to cheat on your taxes. I apologize. <laughs> I was going to say you could name the price of your string. It was a $60 bowl in the string. Wow, this is going to be great. Um, I'm really excited. So check out your bulletin for anything else you need. And uh, if you're a visitor, we're super glad that you're here. And there's a little tag to rip off there. We'd love to have your information. And just put it in that black box over there. So let's pray. God, it is so incredible to be able to live in this country. And God, I just need to get things right with you this morning about how I make so much of it an idol, my comfort, the money that you've given me. And God, I just uh, pray that we would always use the place that you've put us to bring you glory and to impact the world as a whole and our community. So I just pray for this Vacation Bible School. God, I just pray that we would just, um, above all else, that they would all leave just being transformed by you. So we need you, Lord, fill this place now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, let's stand together as we sing. Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of the Savior, the hope of nations. Sing, Savior. God is 
is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. So take me as you find me, all my fears and failures, and fill my life again. I give my life to follow everything I believe in. Now I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. Savior. Savior. He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light. Shine your light and let the whole world see. Oh, we're singing for the glory of the risen King. Oh, Jesus. Shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Savior, oh Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. save us. So strong and so mighty that you care about every single hair on our head. God, we just come to you today to lay everything at, at your feet and just submit to you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This morning we want to take just a moment. You can remain standing if you'd like, or if you want to take a break, you can sit down. But um, we want to just take a minute and, and come before the Lord in prayer as a congregation. We got lots of needs going on, and uh, I'm not sure ones, which ones I'm liberty to say, so I won't say any, just to make sure that protect everyone's privacy. But we got a lot going on, lots of health scares, lots of stress and things, and maybe some stuff this morning that you want to be set free from. Sometimes the Holy Spirit works in, well, obviously, He always sets us free from the penalty of sin. But sometimes He takes those addictions away, those problems right away, and sometimes it's a process. And that's okay. He knows what He's doing. But this morning, if you'd like prayer, 
and you feel comfortable with it, I'd like you just to raise your hand, and we're going to have the people around you just gather around you real quick and pray just for a couple minutes. And then um, when we start the next song, um, we can just kind of find our place and move on. So if you'd like prayer for anything, just raise your hand. You don't even have to say what it is, and uh, we'd like to just gather around you. good chance that nobody um, needs prayer today. That's that's totally great. Um, and we also don't want you to ever feel awkward or weird. But as we grow closer as a church, just put up your hands. We want to pray for you. It doesn't mean feel weak or you should be embarrassed at all. So just raise up your hand. We'll gather around you. Um, my sister has got a tattoo on her boy that's going to be spot on the top of her wrist. So we're worried about that. So thank you so much. Anyone else? pray for you then. Lord, it is uh, awesome that we can come to you and call you Abba Father. Because of Jesus, Lord, we can come in his name and just open our hearts up to you. This morning, I just pray that for those in this place that are seeking you, Lord, that they would find you quickly. You reveal themselves to you this morning. Reveal yourself to them this morning. I pray for all the hurting, those that are sick of looking themselves in the mirror and feel discouraged, Lord, I pray that you would set them free from that this morning. Lord, for all the sin that we're dealing with in our lives, Lord, just through the power of your spirit, give us strength, strength to endure, strength to resist the enemy, proclaim that we are no longer slaves to that sin. We're free in you. I pray for Tina, her family, her mom. I pray that you would give her strength and that she would be able to just be an incredible light to you. Lord, that she would be honest with her feelings, that she would seek you and that you'd be glorified. Thank you for this church, God. Thank you for giving us this chance to reach out to the community of VBS. And I just pray that we would not judge it by numbers or any of the things that are worldly success, God, but that you would be glorified and that people would see you here. I pray that all the blinking lights and stuff would be a mean ceiling to be able to open you up for these kids. pray that they'd have so much fun and they would find the joy of their salvation in this place. I love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Any of you guys have any ailments or uh, you're just getting tired. I just want you to know you can sit down at any time as we sing. He became sin who knew no sin that we might become His righteousness. He humbled Himself 
and he carried the cross. Love so amazing. Love so amazing. Oh, Jesus Messiah. Name above all. Blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, is a rescue for sinners, rescue for sinners, a ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah, Lord. Jesus Messiah, name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, the rescue for sin.
God, you gave me breath so I could sing. Just start at verse one again. We just start that at verse one again, Corey. Doesn't work that way. That's right where it is. Before the world. Before the world was made, before you spoke it to be, before the King of Kings, yeah, you were, yeah, you were, and now you're reigning still, enthroned above all things. Angels and saints cry out, we join them as we sing, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God forever. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God forever. Creator God, you gave me breath so I could praise your great and matchless name. All my days, all my days, since let my whole life be a blazing offering. A life that shouts and sings the greatness of our King. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God forever. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God forever. Take my life, so take my life and let it be all for you and for your glory. Take my life and let it be Peace are you. Hallelujah. 
upholding justice with unending peace God that's your reign it's all on your shoulders the world and its rulers trapped on your nation bow at your name hallelujah hallelujah God you reign God you reign to your reign there is no end. Lord, we just thank you that you are always on the throne. Lord, that even in the strongest nations in the world, you are on your throne. Would you lift up our rulers, Lord? We pray for our president today. We love you so much. In Jesus' name. You can have a seat.
thousand times I have failed, still your mercy remains. Should I stumble again, still I'm God in your grace, everlasting. Your light will shine when all else fades, never ending. Your glory goes beyond all faith. Well, above all else, my purpose remains. The art of losing myself in bringing you praise everlasting. Your light will shine with all else fades, never ending. Your glory goes beyond all soul. Lord, I give you control. Consume me from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside Again, you will above all else. You will above all else. My purpose remains. The art of losing myself in bringing you praise everlasting. Your light will shine when all else fades, never ending. Your glory goes beyond all faith. My heart and my soul, Lord, I give you control. Consume me from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out. Everlasting, your light will shine with all else. come to you this morning with all of that we are. Lord, thank you that you change us. Lord, we just submit to you this morning. I pray that you just teach us through your word. Bless our fellowship. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can stand up and meet someone. Absolutely. Please do. Stand up and stretch your legs. Meet somebody new. Say hi to an old friend. Or a new one. Don't know Looks good in that shirt there, brother. I know. Sometimes it's so hard to pray when you feel so far away. 
Well, good morning. We are, uh, we are glad that you're here. And I am, I'm glad that Scott took some time to talk about VBS because VBS is going to be uh, huge. And I don't know if, if we want to say we put all of our eggs in one basket with VBS, but I think we put at least 10 of the dozen in there um, for this one. So uh, I am excited about it. I am nervous about it. Um, I know God's going to do some crazy things. And it's funny because we're talking 200 kids. That's where our plan is. And that just blows my mind to think there's going to be 200 kids all sitting where you guys are right now, and the lads going to be up here doing stuff. And um, the way it's going to happen is with you guys taking those cards, uh, passing them out to your neighbors, see kids in the in the store. I know it's weird, um, and I'm a fairly outgoing person. I can't imagine myself. I know Scott could never do it, but um, you know, taking that card to somebody and say, "Hey, uh, I see you have kids. Love to have you come out and join us." But that's what it's going to take. It's going to take us getting all the word out. I know that the, the ladies have some things planned where they're actually going to go drive around the neighborhoods, pass out Otter Pops that we were going to pass out yesterday that didn't freeze. Um, so now we have 2,000 Otter Pops to pass out to a whole lot of kids, and the kids around the neighborhood are going to be really happy with us. Um, so we're going to go do that on a couple of days during the weeks, in the next two weeks, uh, to get people ready. But I am excited about that, and I'm excited to see what God's going to do. And uh, I'm glad that you guys can be able to help out with that and be a part of that. Um, this morning's message, probably the most difficult one I've had to do yet, uh, of ever. I mean, in 15 years of doing youth ministry and a couple of months now of doing uh, senior pastor ministry, this is probably the most difficult message I've had to do for myself personally, and I think for some of us in here it might be difficult to to hear as well, so I'm going to give you that that heads up. Um, Let's pray together, and I just pray that God speaks Uh, through me instead of my words coming out. God, we love you so much, and we do thank you for this day we get to celebrate our independence as a nation. That 234 years ago, men came together to to free themselves from from what was going on on the other side of the the ocean, Lord, to to have religious freedom and be able to build this nation on you. And and Lord, we thank you for those men and the stands they took and, and the lives that were lost to gain our freedom. And Lord, as we look today, as we look ahead to what you have in store for us, I thank you for the men that are currently fighting for, for freedom for us and freedom from, from uh, worry of, of attack from, from terrorism. And Lord, we thank you for the men who, who are helping other countries experience the freedom that, that we have, the men and women across the, across the oceans as well. And Lord, as we get into this morning, I pray that, God, that you speak to us through your word and through your message. And God, help us to rest in you. Pray it all in your name. Amen. When in the course of human events, it, became, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind required that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I'm assuming that you know what that uh, that is from. That is from the Declaration of Independence, as a matter of fact, from... June 11th to June 28th of 1970, 1970, that's my birth year, um, 
the, uh, of 1776, Thomas Jefferson penned those words. And he penned a number of different drafts, and he took a lot of time putting it together, and men came together on July 1st from each of the 13 colonies to look at what he had written up. And in the process, they did some revision, and on July 4th of 1776, 234 years ago today, they, uh, they came together and said, yeah, we're going to send that to England, or we're going to declare ourselves independent of them, and we're going to declare ourselves a nation. It's funny, I got to thinking about what could have possibly been going through Thomas Jefferson's head while writing out that thing. I mean, he had to know that war was inevitable, that people were going to die for us to be able to be free from England. He had to know these things, and these men came together, and they knew it was going to happen. But why? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's something that's always caught my attention, those, those first three words. But what does it mean? What is the pursuit of happiness? Is it different for everybody? Or are we all in the same boat looking for the same thing? What was he talking about when he put it? You know, um, it's funny, Scott and I, uh, as we talk and stuff, we, we see people who have nice stuff. And, and Scott uses the, the phrase all the time, living the dream. Is that, uh, is that the pursuit of happiness? Is that what, what God... Uh, gave to Thomas Jefferson even to, to write as we have this in our Declaration of Independence? Because it seems like, it seems like that's what the pursuit of happiness has come to. Because in all honesty, what's happiness? What is happiness? Because I've been to many a foreign country where they're all smiling and they're ha happy, but they don't have the same happiness that we think we need to have with stuff and, and things like that. And it, it's one of those things I think, this is a three-day weekend. What a great weekend it is, right? I mean, people are excited. They, we have people gone at the lake right now. We have people that are that are out. And, you know, if you went and I uh, was just talking to Jim, actually, and, and he was saying this is the, the busiest um, three-day weekend in a couple of years, the USA Today reported. And... Um, it just kind of blows my mind to think, what makes this such a great three-day weekend? And I think a lot of it is because we work so much, so much, so much, so much, and it's the middle of the summer. It's a great time to be able to get away. I got all these toys. I got ATVs. I got boats. I got all this stuff, and I can go, and I can go play with it, and I can do that, and oh, I'll be so refreshed, and everything's going to be great. But the problem is, is Monday ends on that three-day weekend, and Tuesday comes. And when Tuesday comes... Your pursuit of happiness is now over. Now it's back to work. And it's just work, and it's work, and it's work until the next three-day weekend, which is Labor Day, which is still uh, two months away, which is a long ways away to, to be able to say that. And we've got ourselves into this whole thing where, where we think work is, is what that pursuit of happiness brings. It's that one three-day weekend. That's the happiness we have, and we have to continue to pursue that and continue to pursue that and the stuff that we get. And um, it, it's funny because... Um, I think I can prove my point by saying, when you drive to work, how many people are smiling in the car next to you? Have you ever really had somebody just like, you know, just driving along, smiling, having a good time? As a matter of fact, they're like, yeah, cut, cut in front of me. Come on in. Sure, we'd love to have you. No, generally they're gesturing something else more than just this wave. There's some other wave that's going on. And, you know, we run into that all the time. And what's the reason for that? Because... They think they're pursuing happiness, and yet they're not. They're not happy. We, we've gotten caught up in this whole thing of where we have to 
be doing all this stuff to try and grasp that happiness that's going to come eventually. But we're not happy now. It's always this pursuit. It's always, it's always out there. It's even funny, we see it in church. Because there's definitely people when you walk into church that are actually genuinely smiling, that have found that happiness. And then there's the other people because they're out in the car and they said, you're going to smile and you're going to like it, so let's go into church. And, and you know you've had those fights all the way to church and you're like, okay, you know, you got to turn it on and be happy just for a little while and then you can go back to fighting when you go home. You know, and those are the kind of things that it, it just kind of blows your mind thinking, okay, what, how, do we get, how do we get so screwed up in this pursuit of happiness thing? How do we do all this? And it just happens that this morning that as we're going through the Ten Commandments that we are in the Fourth Commandment. The Fourth Commandment on the Fourth of July, and it just happens that both of them are about freedom. Both of them are about freedom because, you know, we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks, that God did not give us these commands to tie us down, but he gave them to us to have freedom in him. And freedom in, in, uh, from ourselves, even. Freedom to protect us from ourselves. And looking at this next commandment, I, I would have to say that this one is probably the most broken of all the commandments, yet it's the one we feel least guilty about breaking. And maybe that's the reason why it's most broken. If you do me a huge favor, open up your Bibles to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. Now, Corey, were you able to pull that up? Okay, great. Um, I, I, that's Exodus chapter 2, because I don't know who the princess is. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yes, princess. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're going to go through Exodus chapter 20, verses uh, 8 through 11 here. And it says this, if you would uh, read along with me, it says, Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the Lord, uh, for, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord has made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. I'd have to say there is quite a bit of confusion that has to do with this particular commandment. As a matter of fact, um, there, is, there was a lot of confusion when the Pharisees uh, got it all twisted up and, and made them where you couldn't even do uh, you couldn't walk because walking was considered work, and there's all kinds of rules out there. So what I want to do is I want to answer some of the questions. I can't say I have all the answers, but I want to answer some of the questions as best as I think, um, as I think needs to be answered as, as we get a little deeper into it. First is, is, what does the Sabbath mean? What does the Sabbath mean? If we look at it, the Sabbath means day of rest. The Sabbath means day of rest. God said every seventh day you need to take a break. Every seventh day you need to take a break. Why? Why did he give us the Sabbath? Is it because of he wanted to just torture us and make us have to sit and watch everybody else get ahead? No, it says in Mark chapter 2, verse 27, the Sabbath was made to benefit man and not man to benefit the Sabbath. That's Jesus talking. He says, I'm doing this for your benefit. I'm doing it for you guys. I want you guys to be able to sit back, get physically emotionally and spiritually recharged because your batteries are going to run down are, are going to run down you're you're going to kill yourself if you continue 
to constantly work. God created us so he knows how our bodies work, and he knows that we have a hard time slowing down. So that's why he said, I command you to. I need you to. Well, when is it? When is this Sabbath? Because there's different religions all around the world. Some celebrate Friday, some do it Saturday, some do it Sunday. What's the biblical day for Sabbath? Anybody know the answer to that? Any of them. Any of them. Any day. It's your choice. As a matter of fact, in Colossians, the book of Colossians 2, verses 16 and 17 says, Christians are not tied down to a specific day, just that you set a day every week to be your Sabbath. Colossians 2, 16 to 17. Paul says in Romans 14, 5 through 6, basically it's our choice. Each person has their own choice, but it has to be done. You have to choose at least one day. You have to do it. You have to be able to sit back. That's the reason why we are here. That's the reason why we're here today. Because Christians began to celebrate on Sunday because they didn't want to uh, ruin basically what the, the Jewish uh, faith was doing and doing it on Saturday. So they moved it to, to Sunday to say they were celebrating the Lord's resurrection because he was resurrected on a Sunday. And that's where Sunday came from. But there was never anything that ever said, we're tied down to this very specific day. So if I say that, we can say, well, every day is my Sabbath then. I'll take care of that, no problem. I'm remembering it. I'm doing good. We're good to go. That's not what he's trying to say either. God says pick one specific day a week. Use it for rest. Use it for recreation. Use it for recharging. Use it for worship. Pick one specific day a week. And I'm not saying you can't worship on any other days. I'm not saying you can't do those other things. But this is a day that is different than all the rest. He set it up that way, to be different than all the rest. He said, hey, you do this for six days, one has got to be different. One has got to be different. And you may say, well, you know what? God gave those to the Israelites thousands of years ago. And the Israelites were totally different than we are they didn't have a global economy. They didn't have the, the way that we have. They didn't have the, the seven days a week mentality that we have. But, but that's not true. Because I think if you really look, if you think if you really look at the Israelites, they probably worked harder than we did. You know, I, I appreciate the work that the Set Up Teardown crew that does every Sunday that we're in here. I mean, it is just a thankless job. It's boring. It's probably monotonous. It's just, it's just getting done. Hello. Um, you know, and you just wanted me to turn that up to hear thank you, didn't you, Kirk? Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, but the whole idea of it is it's just one of those things that keeps getting done, keeps getting done, keeps getting done. You realize the Israelites, at the time that the commandments were given, were living in a desert, setting up tents every day, and tearing down tents every day, and they were wandering around the desert for 40 years. I mean, 40 years from now, I hope we're not meeting this school. I'm just going to be honest with you. But the whole idea is, is that, you know, we think, oh, well, these guys, they didn't know what they're doing. You realize there was millions, millions of these guys out walking around, men, women, children? Because for a couple hundred years, 400 years, they were in slavery. There wasn't much else to do besides multiply. So um, you, the whole idea is we're thinking, oh, you know, we forget why God gave them. But these guys, they were working constantly. If you didn't work, you didn't feed your family. There wasn't refrigerators to say, hey, we're going to get everything taken care of on Friday, so we're ready for Saturday for, to, to observe the, the Sabbath. It was one of those things that 
These guys are thinking, if I don't work, my family could starve. If we don't work, we don't do these things. That's why God says, hey, guess what? You need to take a break. Saying the same thing to us. Saying the exact same thing to us. How do we keep it holy, though? If we just choose a day, how do we keep it holy? Does anybody know what the word holy actually means? Set apart. Set apart. Make it set apart. Make it different than the other six days. If we do that, if we take one day and make it different, make it unique, make it reserved, make it special, whatever it is, take time and do a couple of things. Because I think what we have to do, I I think we want to say that we do it on all the other days, but we don't really do it. We need to rest. We need to recharge. And we need to remember. And as we think about that, as we think about resting, I have just opened up the door to justify Sunday afternoon naps. Okay? Amen. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we're done. I'm done. We're good. Amen. Let's pray. Um, you know, um, in all honesty, God wants us to rest. He wants us to sit back. He wants us to understand that He has made us. He has created us. He's got it all under control. And we just need to chill out. And that we just need to rest and sit back. And, and uh, you know, it's funny I truly believe that all inventions that have been created have made us lazier. And maybe lazier is not the right word, but I can't think of anything else. Even workout inventions have made us lazier because we're not going outside to work out anymore. Now we're working out inside in front of a, you know, I went over to a a fitness place and just was teasing the guy. (laughs) Like, yeah, I need to work out. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, but never mind. So I left. But the whole time, I'm like, man, they have individual, I guess I haven't been in a workout place in a while, but they have, like, individual cable TVs on each treadmill. Is this new to me? Is anybody else like, wow, that's really cool? Because I'm like, how lazy can you get? you got a TV right there in front of you. And I think about all these different inventions that have made us actually lazier, but at the same time, we work harder now than we ever have before. And I don't quite understand that. I mean, we have all these great inventions that have made work easier, yet we work harder than we ever have before. Inc. Magazine recently did a survey that said 62% of the people in America have said either I am burned out or I'm on the way. 62%. That's why we need to take a day and rest. Each week. How many can say you're consumed by your career? I don't need any hands, but thanks, Hal. I can say I am. I can say I told you from the very beginning this is the most difficult message I've had to do. Because I think how much it spoke to me the whole time I'm doing it. I literally finished it last night at midnight. Because I had changed it a thousand times from Monday, where I really started working on it, to now. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't even know how to say it. I don't, I don't know what to tell him, God, because I'm, I'm a big screw-up in all this anyway. So it's like, hey, yeah, look at the guy who's preaching who's not really living it. You know, and so I'm looking at this, and I'm, I'm saying, I don't know. Does anybody else feel guilty when they relax? When they rest, when they take a nap, yeah, yeah. I don't feel terrible, but I still seem like, oh, I should be doing this. That's all I'm thinking about the whole time is what I should be doing when I'm not. And, you know, we sit back, we say that, and, you know, I got to thinking about Jesus' ministry this week. For three and a, three and a half years, so somewhere in that area, he's, he's walking around on this planet doing ministry. I mean, he lived here for, for 33 plus and during that time, he, he did some things. But three, three and a half years, he specifically focused on ministry. 
Do you ever recall reading in the Bible where he was rushed? Was he like, hey, come on, guys, we've got to find some horses because we've got to get across this desert. We can't walk. We've got to move. We've got to do this. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Never, ever recall Jesus doing that. Did he accomplish more in three and a half years than we could ever dream to? I mean, he saved the world. And he did it all in three and a half years. He didn't cram into it. He didn't. He just took his time. Shouldn't we learn a lesson from him? I mean, he was, he was God. He had it all under control. And guess what? God still has it all under control with us. I think when we say, hey, I, I can't take time to rest. Hey, I'll rest when I'm dead. You know, those kind of mentality. I, I know that that's a, that's a joke that some people will say sometimes, but sometimes I think we actually try and say that. Well, I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I've got things to do. I've got things to take care of. God really wants us to sit back. I think he says, hey, you know what? You trying to be the general manager of the universe, I've already got that covered. So why don't you just chill out? Let me be God. You be you. And uh, take an example from me. I didn't have to rest back when I created the entire universe, but I did. I took the seventh day, and I did that to set an example for you guys to say, hey, just chill out. Relax. I've got it. You ever think about your deadline on your day off that you know is coming? I'll tell you, VBS is a deadline for me. I can see it from the future. I'm thinking, we got two weeks from today. Two weeks. In me, I'm in freakout mode. Scott, you're totally opposite. You're like, hey, cool. We're good, man. You know, he and I, we balance each other. And it's good that he's like that because I'm like, dude, what? come on, you got to give us something. I mean, we, Corey, you were there. We had an argument in my office. And he's like, man, what's the deal? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. We only have three weeks left. <laughs> and I was just freaking out. And I'm thinking about that, and I'm already thinking about that for tomorrow. And I'm supposed to be taking tomorrow off. And I'm like, oh, wait, you know, I, that's one more day. So I can't take tomorrow off. That Then we'll lose less than two weeks, you know. And those are the thoughts that start going through your brain. And I'm sure you do the same thing. But God says, hey, guess what? I'm still God. I'm still in control. Everything you've ever done, everything you'll ever do, guess what? I'm the one who provided that for you. Everything you've ever had, everything you ever will have, I'm the one who provided it for you. Just chill out. That's my command to you. Take a day, rest, relax. I'm going to lose money. I'm going to do this. This is what's going to happen. I guess uh, our, our sponsor for the for VBS, um, we can learn a good lesson from them. Anybody ever want, anybody want to go to Chick-fil-A today? I do. Guess what? You can't because it's closed. Because they chose to stay closed every Sunday. You know how much money they lose by being closed on a Sunday? Yeah, because they're making it the other six days of the week. But, you know, there's a, there's a mentality that's in us that says, oh, i got to do this. I have to do this. I have to get it done. But God says, I just want you to rest. I want you to recharge. I want you to take one day, one day. And in that process of recharging, in that process of recharging, there's some things you need to do, some things that you need to include. One of them is a time for quietness. Just go sit with God. Just go sit with Him. Just relax. Just have a good time being in His presence. Let me tell you the most special moments I have with my boys and my little girl. is when they get up in my lap and they just sit. And part of the reason why is because they don't ever just sit. 
So when they are ready to just sit, there's just something special that they lay your head, their head on your chest, and whether you're just watching TV or whether there's just nobody's talking, nobody's doing it, but they'll just sit there. And if you're a parent, I, I'm pretty sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you're just a kid, maybe you remember the times you got up on your dad's lap or your mom's lap and you just sat. Didn't have to have anything said. It was just time. And that's what God wants. He just wants us to get up in his lap and sit and enjoy him and let him recharge us. And that time for quietness, just be with him. And just like I was saying, you know, when we do that with our family, there's something special there. God also wants to spend time with our family. He wants us to sit down. He wants us to to just chill. Because I, I know too many people who have disconnected from their family because work was that important. And it's caused strife in their marriage if it didn't cause their marriage to end completely. You know, I look and I say, you know, how important is it to have all the stuff and and continue to work and all those kind of things like that when your family just goes down the drain. And you may say, well, you know what, there's that whole quality over quantity. How about both? Instead of choosing one over the other, how about both? How about have a quantity of quality time? There's that verse in Matthew. It says, what good is it for you to gain the whole world yet forfeit your soul? I think about the same thing. You can interject interject soul for family. What good is it for us to have all the stuff but yet forfeit our family? You know, I think the third thing we need on our on our recharging day is time for friends. And not friends from work, or if they are friends from work, not friends who sit around and talk about work. Sit around with friends here at church. You know, um, I remember when I was younger. It seemed like every Sunday afternoon we went out with a new family to go eat or do something like that. And it was just a good time of hanging out afterwards and, and building relationships with people. And I don't know if that's a lost art anymore or not, but it just doesn't seem like that happens. It's like, okay, we're done with our one and a half hours at church. It's time to get going. Let's move, uh, you know, the last round of whatever golf opens on or football or whatever it is. And we try and just scatter. It's like cockroaches and the lights come on. We just get out of here. And, uh, you know, I think we just need to just chill out with each other and and bounce things off of each other. I mean, when you spend time with friends and just have fun, don't you feel just that much better at the end of it? I said we need to rest, we need to recharge. The last thing we need to do is remember. I think sometimes we get in such a hurry, we forget who God is and what God has done and that the fact that everything we have, this church would not exist if it wasn't for God. The things in here would not exist if it wasn't for God. The people in here would not exist if it was not for God. And I think we need to take a day each week and remember that. Remember who God is and what He is. And, you know, He uh, He just says, chill out. I'm going to a funeral tomorrow of, uh, some of you may know him, as those of you from First Baptist uh, Rio Rancho. Uh, Gary Miller passed away last week. And um, there was a, a sudden thing. And, you know, any funeral I've ever gone to, it, it's weird that, that they always do Psalm 23. And I've never quite understood it. And, and maybe somebody could explain it to me at some point in time, or maybe I could Google it. 
But um, Psalm 23 seems like when you read it, it's not talking about death. It's talking about life. And it's talking about during your life, you need to do these things. I mean, David was obviously a busy man. David was a busy man. He was out doing king stuff, leading the country. That's got to be fairly difficult. Look what it says here. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Notice how it says he makes me. He leads me beside quiet waters. There's your quiet time. He restores my soul, the recharger. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Who is God to you? Is this the God that you pray to, the same God that David went to and said, listen, this is how I get my recharging. This is how I go before him. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. That doesn't sound like a comforting thing, does it? But yet, the correction and the the guidance that those things provide, that, that's a comfort. When was the last time you really took time to chill and rest for an entire 24-hour period? I can't think of one. There's nothing fresh in my memory that I can think of, and I'm not sure where you're at in the same way, but I can't think of one. I can't think of one since before I was in college. I mean, honestly, I can't think of one where I took 24 hours and said, hey, God, I'm going to sit with you. I'm going to chill out with you. I'm going to enjoy time with my family. I'm going to enjoy time with my friends. And we're going to remember who you are and what you've done for us. Like I said, this commandment is probably the biggest struggle that I have. I've always wanted to do stuff. I see great things happening for this church. I really do. And I'm afraid if I take a day off, it's going to slow the progress down. Because I'm looking forward to having this church full and going to two services and trying to figure out what we're going to do next and where we're going to go next and all those kind of things like that. I'm looking forward to that. And I know we're going to reach out to this neighborhood. And I know people are going to come. And I know VBS is going to be part of that. But you know who's doing it? It's not me. It's not because I worked that extra day. that Oh, God's like, hey, good, I'm glad you took your day off to work. Here's the extra blessings I'm going to pour out on you. He's going to say, hey, I'm in charge. Recognize it. That's when the blessings are going to flow. And I want to challenge you guys to do the same thing in in all the different ways. I know we have businessmen in here. I know we have students in here. I know we have everything in between. There's probably only one job I can actually think of that God probably didn't command this for, and that's for a stay-at-home mom. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry that that, that's not going to happen. Maybe husbands, give your wives a, a day when you have to deal with it. And that's your day off for the week. I don't know. But but beyond that, I mean, God has said, just chill out. Rest. Relax in me. Let me recharge you. Let me take care of you. And moms, you just probably don't get the full 24-hour benefit of it all. You just have to find 24 days, an hour each day. Um, I don't know. But, uh, you know, 
this is a difficult one. Like I said, it was difficult to, to talk about. It's difficult to, to line up. It's difficult to, to even want to say because I, I think it's such a struggle for me for me to come to you and say, hey, this is what you need to do. But at the same time, it's what I need to do. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to see what God's going to do. But we need to make sure that we're, as we look forward to seeing what God's going to do, we don't need to rush him. We don't need to work that seventh day because he already said, chill out. Give me a day. Just rest with me. We'll go on with it tomorrow. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. And, and we think about what you have done for us. We think about all the blessings you have given us in our lives. And, and Lord, sometimes we take credit for what we think is ours, when in all reality it's all yours. Everything we have is yours. And Lord, no matter how hard we work, no matter how hard we think we need to work, God, just being in your presence is enough. It's better just one day in your presence than anywhere else. Just one day. Each week. And, and God, we pray that, that this week, that as you challenge us, that we could just start for the next 30 days. Pick one day and see what difference it makes in our life for the positive, and, and if there is a negative. Just take a 24-hour period, one day each week for the next four weeks, to see what you can do. God, we pray this all in your name. Amen. I don't know um, really how to end this. It's kind of one of those weird, okay. But I, I asked Scott to... Uh, to lead us in, in that song, it's better as one day in your porch than thousands elsewhere. And, and I would ask you uh, this morning to, to sing that as a prayer. To sing that as a praise even to God. To say, hey God, you know, it really is. It really is. Just being in His presence is so much better than anything else. And I want to challenge you to do that. And I know it's a difficult thing. I know it's a difficult challenge. And I know some of you have already thought through in your mind how it's not possible. I'm going to tell you that you're wrong that it is possible. And I want to challenge you to do it just as much as I want you to challenge me to do it. Scott, if you would lead us. Let's stand together as we sing this. How lovely is your dwelling place Oh